0: You are listening to The Recovered Therapist, brought to you by FreshOutOfPlans.com. I'm Jeannie Griffin, and I'll be your host. Instead of focusing on labels, diagnoses, and psychobabble, we keep things honest, simple, and hopeful, so that you can grow personally and spiritually. Thank you for joining me. Let's talk about trusting yourself. I know that you, like most of us, have second-guessed a decision you've made previously. Have that feeling of, well, I don't know what to do. I don't know whether I'm correct or I'm suspicious. But I'm here to ask you, in times in the past, has your intuition paid off? Did your hunch say, don't do it? Or did your hunch say, yeah, do it? Or your hunch was right about that person? Good, bad, or indifferent, but And we tend to think those were kind of isolated instances. That's your own spiritual connection revealing inside secrets, I'm going to call them, to you. You see, as a child, now without making you look like you're a pedophile, I want you to observe small children. Watch them. Take time to watch them as you're walking down the street. Take time to watch them a little bit if you're in a park or in the grocery store or wherever. Just, you know, don't look like you're oogling. You'll get arrested. But anyway, pay attention to little ones, even the ones that can barely walk. They are so confident. The little girls haven't read all the magazines that have been photoshopped, so they have no clue. And they're just as confident and love their bodies. The little boys are confident, and you can tell it by the way they walk. Okay? Okay. The children are so accepting, so accepting of each other. They don't notice all the things we do. And they're, they're really full of pride, and not a false pride, but pride, um, confidence, courage. Oh, they have probably too much courage. They'll leap off places that they don't see the possible concussion they could get. But, and they're passionate about it. What happens to all that they're in awe now I believe and I've said so on some of these other podcasts that that's our original recipe you know I've asked you before and some of you did it and some of you probably oh gonna do it but never got around to it is to get out a sheet of paper and on one side you put original recipe list all those quali- qualities that you had when you came in as a child were you curious did you have courage were you funny were you lighthearted? Did you exude joy? Um, you know, and and if you have trouble with that, get a picture and look at that little kid. Okay, that's who you came in as, or as I'm teaching my grandchildren, that's who you were made by this creative force—the same force that makes mountains come up and pushes a little blade of grass up through a sidewalk. That same force, that creative response that's always reaching for love and light, for pos- for even more growth, possible growth. You were created out of that, by that. And if you've never stopped to ask yourself, how did I get here? Was it just because mom and dad screwed in the back of a 1922 Ford? Or was there a design for you and, and a half a cup of courage and a fourth of a cup of of kindness and whatever your original recipe was. And then self-doubt moves in. And then we get doses of that, depending on things that have happened, what people tell us, etc. I talk a lot about that. And then at some point, you remember that intuition, those hunches. See, that's where this spirit that created you out of itself talks to you. Our original form of communication was revelation through our thinking, through nonverbal communication. No wonder we have such communication problems. We started talking instead of intuiting. So in the middle of this self-doubt and not liking ourselves and negative self-talk, etc., etc., we get hints of this fabulous intuition, this trusting of ourselves. So why do you ignore it? What is it? That tells you not to pay attention to it. You know, one of my favorite metaphysical writers was Florence Shin, and she always says, "Never argue with the hunch." Well, she doesn't say that anymore; she's long dead. But anyway, I say it for her because it really impressed me. Never argue with the hunch. So, how do you discern if that's your intuition and your higher power, or in some circles are called spirit guides, or Angels talking with you and helping guide you, or is that just your hopeful wishful thinking or insanity or whatever? Well, keep a record of it. For those of you who are uh, have a loved one who's practicing addiction, they're still active. I ask you this: When have you known in your gut that they were using? even though they said, oh no, I'm not. Well, I would lay you money. You knew every time and you weren't wrong, but you have this thing of self-doubt. So you, you know, you go to the expert, you ask the person who's using, are you using? And of course they're going to say, no, even though they are. So next time, stop asking them and start asking your own gut. Now, Oh, but what if I'm wrong? Well, you might be wrong, but 99.9% of the time, you're right. It's not just fear. You have experience with this. So you can always say to them, you don't need, you don't look to them to validate that your intuition is correct. You can say something like, you know, I could be really wrong here, but my gut says you're lying and that you are in fact using. And if you're not using What I'm seeing is not recovered behavior, and I'm seeing addict behavior. So if you're not using, you're about five minutes away from using. That's different than asking them to tell you the truth. Look inside. Validate yourself. You know. And then somebody else might be in a situation where they know their partner's lying to them business partner, significant other partner, whatever. You know it. And you can say something like that too. My gut says blah, blah. And maybe I'm wrong. But from what I'm seeing, what I'm hearing, something doesn't match. Because look for, do their words and their actions match? So you're going for a job interview. And your gut keeps saying, man, there's a nagging. There's a nagging. Listen to it. What is it telling you? Write about it. Ask. Pray about it. Ask for a a sign. Ask for an intuitive hunch. Occasional inspiration. You know, the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, which I think is an exercise in incredible brilliance, will say you will intuitively know how to handle situations that used to baffle you, and you'll suddenly realize that God's doing for you what you can't do for yourself. So I've turned those two into prayer, and I will say, you know, intuitively show me how to handle this. I need guidance. Intuitively show me. Do for me what I cannot do for myself. Do for that other person what they can't do for themselves. And then in another place it says, what used to be a hunch or an occasional inspiration gradually becomes a working part of your day. And that has been true for me. That has definitely been true. Trust your intuition. Now, I'll tell you about my, one of my first spiritual experiences when I began working in a 12-step program. I grew up in poverty, and I was terrified of not having money. And that still can rear its ugly head from time to time with me. But um, in this case, I was trying to make a decision. Uh, And if I left a marriage, I would certainly live at a much lower rate of income with my profession, which was teaching at the time, than I would staying where I was. And I was worried about it. And I was beginning to work a program and, People kept telling me, oh, "You'll intuitively know," and you know what used to be a hunch or occasional inspiration. I thought, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." That's I don't know that I believe y'all, because one of the one of my character assets and defects was self reliance. I took care of myself, so tr- learning how to trust you again, I wasn't sure about that. So, I was having a taco at the. Taco Cabana on Hildebrand in San Antonio, Texas. And I was worried about this decision. And I finished and I went out toward my car and I had to step over something. So I looked down to make sure I wasn't going to trip and I stepped over it. I looked down and I saw a nickel and a penny. Now, if you'd walked over that, you might not have even paid attention. But it was as if, I, it was the burning bush as far as I'm concerned. Here was this sign to me, a nickel and a penny. And what I instantly related it to, I thought, trust your sixth sense is what those people in the 12-step program, is trying they're trying to teach me. Trust your sixth sense. What used to be a hunch or an occasional inspiration will gradually become a working part of your day. And I looked down and I thought, trust my sixth sense. And then I started to laugh. I thought, oh, okay. Is this how you're going to talk to me, God? In riddles? Well, I need a burning bush. So I love to remember that story because I had more confidence when I saw that. Now, it's not all about you. So the more you trust your sixth sense and people are watching you, your children are watching you, your friends your loved one, your exes. People are watching you. And as you begin to grow more confident in your spiritual and personal development, you inspire others to do so as well. And then it becomes contagious. It's kind of like, okay, I heard her stories and it worked for her, so maybe it'll work for me. And by sharing your experiences and radiating your newfound trust in yourself and your abilities, you reward yourself and you inspire others. So trust your sixth sense. Now, you won't be correct all the time, and don't go start, you know, saying, okay, I'm going to be psychic and, and make some major decision. Shall I buy this $4 million house? Start small, okay? So you trust, you begin to have a relationship with your innards, with your intuition, and you might get up and do some silly things in the morning. Say, okay, look in your closet, what, what shirt should I wear today? And you put something on, what earrings should I wear today? And maybe, even on Zoom, but maybe somebody will call attention to, hey, I like those earrings, They're great color on you, and it's validation. That, okay, I was given this hint to wear this certain color blouse, this certain color shirt, this pair of earrings. And I trusted that hint. And it got validated externally. Do that with food. What should I buy in the grocery store today? And you buy that and you have a renewed interest in it. Start small and then ask for a, one thing I do all the time is if I've lost, I lost a set of keys the other day and I could spend hours looking for it because I'm so self-reliant or I could then trust my sixth sense. So I said, okay, angels, I've done it again. Show me where they are. Tell me where they are. Now I'd love to tell you that, you know, the Archangel Michael and Gabriel and and Raphael and all of them come in brilliant color and great wings and what no, none of that happens. I don't see or hear any of that stuff. But I went on about my evening. And then I was busy doing something. That's usually when it happens. So you'll get a hint when you're busy doing something, taking out the garbage or something. And then all of a sudden I thought, Hey, go check in that jacket, because you were wearing that, I think. And I walked in, opened my closet, put my hand in the pocket, and there were the keys. The more you do that and the more you, you trust your internal guidance, you have it. And there are all sorts of theories about why you have it and who it is. I don't care about all that. Just trust it and, and build up some confidence that you're going to get some answers and you follow them. Because not only will you be rewarded and feel comforted and taken care of, but you'll inspire others to do so too. Thank you for listening to The Recovered Therapist, where we keep topics honest, simple, and hopeful. I love you. There's not a damn thing you can do about it. Until next time.